Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Data. Um, this time around, we're going to take a look at women's wrestling. And it just, you know, I'm going to try to give you as comprehensive a look I can give you in 30 minutes or less. Namely, how is it doing in the WWE and elsewhere? Um... And, you know, what should we consider success? Yeah. Because women's wrestling has been taken more serious than WWE for about eight years now. And, I mean, taking, by taking more seriously, I mean that, you know, their TV time is centered around matches and winning championships and things of that nature. And, and they also, you know, and the pay-per-views, they get real time to, for matches. They get TV main events now. Uh, you know, and they get time for those TV main events. They get 15 to 20 minutes for those TV main events. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, explore as best as I can and explain how that's working out. Um, and then briefly look at how it's faring in other places. Because, uh, you know, Impact Wrestling has put much better emphasis on their women's division for a much longer time. Um, then there's AEW, which has been much maligned and much criticized for how it handles its women's division. And that's really it, because um, MLW has started its women's division back up, but it comes and goes, really. Just, you know, um, Ring of Honor, before they had, you know, closed down and then got bought by AEW or by Tony Khan, they just reestablished their women's division. You know, and then also, um, you know, NXT is part of WWE, of course, but, you know, what, what are the differences between what they do and what the main roster does? So let's run it ahead and let's get to it. Alright, so this, this is take two. Because I, I tried this earlier and I ended up doing this like a long rambling version of what I was going to talk about. And I went over the time limit and everything. So let's try again. <laughs> Women's wrestling. Is it a success? Well, the short answer is yes, it is. But how much of one? Right? Um, and. We can do it, look, the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to just go straight to the facts or straight to the most easily measured categories, <clears throat> right? So we can look at TV ratings, we can look at video traffic, um, I don't have numbers on merchandise sales, but I can, you know, speak on what we've known to have happened in the past, uh, Also things like, you know, uh, Google Trends searches and things of that nature. Um, so yeah. Cool. Alright, let's get to the TV ratings first. Alright, so... <coughs> we 
know in the past that there have been a couple of occasions where Sasha Banks popped a TV rating that was the highest for the show. Uh, in one instance, I think she barely had a match on SmackDown, and they got the highest, not only the highest rated part of the show, but it was higher than even this one at the beginning of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns run. Okay. Uh, another earlier that year, she was in a main event on NXT, and it was one of the rare times that NXT beat uh, AEW Dynamite. Okay. Um, so there's evidence there. Now, of course, that's 2020. So what's that got to do with now? Well, just now, a couple weeks ago, um, on SmackDown, the highest rated segment was the Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn thing had like 2.5, almost 2.6 million viewers. And the second highest was on that night was a title match between Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. They did like 2.4 million viewers. And that was the second highest quarter hour for the show. And if you want like a more comprehensive thing, um, I looked at the last two years of TV ratings for Monday Night Raw. Looked at you know the third hour and specifically, and compared the yearly average to the episodes where they had women in the main event. And in 2021, when they averaged like the third hour averaged like one point. 66 million viewers. Third hour with the women's main event was like 1.68 million. So, just a slight tick above. But, you know, the, the important thing is that it's kept pace. And then in 2022, third hour averaged 1.60 million viewers. A little bit down from the year before. Uh, women's main events averaged 1.56 million viewers, so it was just a, a tick below, but still, for the most part, in the grand scheme of things, kept pace. Okay. And that's the important thing. So basically, putting women in the main event on Monday Night Raw, you don't lose anything. <laughs> right? The third hour does just as good as it normally does. SmackDown, not since May, um, but when they did them, you know, again, the ratings kept pace, right, uh, those weren't badly rated episodes when, when they had women, when they had women main event on SmackDown, so on that front, they definitely keep pace, uh, when it comes to things like video traffic, like on the YouTube channel when they upload matches or show segments or whatever. Um, what I've found is that the women know they don't match like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, you know, John Cena type of video traffic. But they do very well for themselves. And I would say... that that 
the top men do better and that the men's division in, in general has a higher ceiling but the women have a higher floor um, like the low end of the women's match uploads is higher than the low end of the men like the, when they upload a women's match it, it almost always gets a hundred thousand views at the, you know, almost, almost always um, a lot of the men's matches don't now the other side to that is that the uh, women's matches they upload don't get you know they don't get four or five million views the way some of the men's stuff do so you know it's again higher ceiling for the men the top men do better almost all the time like Roman Brock um, but the floor is higher for the women and the top women do better than you know again most of the men or they're at least competitive with the men's stuff all right now there are some side-by-side -side comparisons like when they upload the men's and women's Royal Rumble from the same year the men yes the men's Royal Rumble gets way more views um, same thing they look they uploaded the money in the bank ladder matches from last year and the men's ladder match has you know pretty significantly more views than the women's one and so it just kind of is what it is um, I, that is I think a as much a result of the fan base being what it is than anything you know, like, look, the fan base is still predisposed to prefer, like, the men's version of something to the women. Um, you know, until that changes, then I don't, you know, things like that aren't going to change. But, again, the best women's stuff outdoes most of the men. Or at least outdoes a healthy chunk of the men's stuff. Uh, the top women outdo most of the men's video traffic. And again, like, the floor is higher. Um, so, on that front, they're competitive. You know, in the grand scheme of things, you might call it even, or close to even. Um, as far as things like merchandise sales, um, when a woman wrestler gets really hot like Becky Lynch was in 2019, then, yeah, they, they can sell merch just like the, the guys can. There's now, right now, there's no Roman Reigns or kind of merchandise seller or Cody kind of merchandise seller on the women's side right now. Don't think there has been for a while. Um, but, you know, they outsell 99% of the men also. So, yeah. And other than that, I mean, so look, I mean, where it matters, for the most, for the most part, where it matters, the women are competitive. You don't lose anything by having them in a big spot in WWE. In a lot of instances, they beat out the men in you know all different metrics and what have you. Um, now, the one thing, you know, as far as ticket sales, um, look. Yeah, that's probably where things... That is where things fall short. Well, because for one... They almost never put the women in, like, that 
I don't think they ever, they really don't put the women in like the ticket selling position, you know, where you announce, okay, this is our main event. It's going to be these two ladies and, you know, for the raw women's title or something, right? Um, they don't really, you know, announcing that in advance, making that the match you build around for a show. Um, they really don't do that with the women. Haven't done it since, shoot, WrestleMania 35. Um, except maybe, well, okay, 37 with Sasha and Bianca. Okay. But, um, well, but even then, I mean, it wasn't officially announced as the, that they were going to close the show until either the week of or the night of or something. I don't know. So no, they haven't done that. Um, when when women have main event of the pay per view, a lot of times we didn't find out until that night that they were going on last. So you know, um, and the only real the only real time where that was that happened was with the Evolution pay per view because it was an all women show, right? So obviously, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you're booking women in the main event, right? And well, and that is, um, well, okay, it, it did not fail. Okay, I know there are people who want to say it was a flop, it was a failure. Uh, no, it did not fail. Um, but it did not succeed to the level that one would hope. And they sold all the tickets, but I don't think that they opened up all the tickets in the building. They sold, they, they sold all the tickets that they were selling. Um, and it was very well received, but ultimately it did not do the kind of business that you need to make it a regular thing. Because honestly, just and that's just from the anecdotal, anecdotal evidence I've been able to find, but also the fact that it's been over four years since then, and they haven't even thought about doing another one. Um, if that thing was any, if, if it was successful to the, to the level that people were hoping it would be, they've already done another one. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just, that's real. That's me being real here. So there's that. Um, that is the one thing. Um, so I guess when it comes to television, digital type of things, internet, whatever, yeah, the, uh, the women are, they do fine. They, they pull their weight. They more than pull their weight. Um, when it comes to selling tickets, well, that's, you know, that's an area where we haven't quite reached the promised land, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, the, well, basically, look, the final frontier, as far as, you know, us calling women's wrestling successful, well, it is successful, but, like, like the final, the, the big hurdle left to climb is basically selling tickets for a major show, or any show, you know, what I mean by that is, I mean that having... Uh, basically a pay-per-view where 
it is announced, you know, ahead of time that, you know, the women's, women are the headliners. And, you know, that's, that's the big thing. And, look, there have been pay-per-views where that has happened, but I'm talking about, like, a pay-per-view that draws a big house or, you know, off of the strength of a women's main event being announced. That's the final frontier, right? Um, now, um, Impact Wrestling did, they announced last year as they were doing the uh, Mickey James last rodeo kind of storyline, um, did, they did sell more tickets off of that. And they sold out their first pay-per-view of the year, also, in which James and Jordan Grace were the main event. And they were the announced main event. It wasn't like the, you know, you know it wasn't like they just, they, it wasn't like they decided to night the show. They were the announced main event. Um, they sold it out, but it was not a big building, right? It was 1,000 people, but still, um, they sold the tickets. And they sold out the building, which means they could have sold some more. They could have sold more tickets if they had a you know, bigger building. So, that's something, but, you know, there have been not that many, really. I mean, again, there have been pay-per-views where the women ended up main eventing, like um, Hell in the Cell 2016, TLC 2018, TLC 2019, um, of course, but it wasn't, you know, we didn't find out until that night they were going on last. And then, I mean, yes, WrestleMania 35, they announced the main event was, you know, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey. Um, but those tickets were sold well in advance before anything, before any matches were announced. So, I mean, yeah. So that, that's, that's, uh, that, that's the big barrier, right? Um. You know, you don't lose anything with them being on the card. Uh, you don't lose anything if they end up if they end up being the main event. And you can definitely sell tickets on a smaller scale on the strength of a women's main event. But can you announce a women's main event ahead of time and sell a bunch of tickets off of the, the strength of that match? being announced um well it hasn't it it hasn't been done at least not in the modern era i can't speak for you know days have gone by or previous eras but i i cannot it has not been done you know in in the modern era and it's not to say that it can't be done it's just it hasn't been um, and look, correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know, I have no problem taking corrections here. But that's that's the next frontier, right? That that is that is the barrier of barriers to, to get past or to get through. And then, look, that about covers all the 
WWE side of things. But what about other wrestling companies? Well, I did mention Impact. Impact, um, Impact has treated their women's division, their, they call it knockouts division, with much more respect for a much longer period of time than, you know, WWE did. Right, they, um, they did a women's pay-per-view before WWE did. They had women main event pay-per-view before WWE did. And, and like I said, you know, in this particular instance, they, they had a women's storyline with a women's main event that sold tickets. They sold more tickets than they had been selling. Um, so I think you can chalk that up as a success. On their end, AEW is another story. Um, AEW, their women's division is much maligned. Um, some of it is just a lot of the women wrestlers they have aren't very good. And then, but it's also booking. You know, it doesn't help that they're literally stuffed into the 9:15 to 9:30 slot every week. You're basically telling people that this thing doesn't matter because look on a two hour show that 9.15 to 9.30 spot is the dead zone alright um, that's where they shove things before it's time to start gearing up for the main event right and that's on Dynamite and that's also on Smackdown and on Impact Wrestling also right um and look on Monday Night Raw, um, it's not it's not nine fifteen to nine thirty, but it's ten fifteen to ten thirty. Right, that, that that's the dead, dead zone, and AEW puts the women's division stuff in the dead zone most weeks, so they're basically telling you that it doesn't matter. And so the results they've gotten have been accordingly. You know. Um, Amongst their like top twenty-five T-shirt sellers, only two of them are women, and that's because again, they tell you every week that the division is not important, or almost every week. Occasionally, they they put they put the women in the main events a lot a couple of times, um, and they put them all earlier in the show a couple of times, and they've actually done halfway decent those times. So again, it can be done. Um, there, there are the seeds there to show that it can be successful. But again, the final frontier, the final hill to climb or whatever, is for again for a women's match or matches to be the announced, you know, big matches and the main event and you know big matches on a big pay-per-view in front of a, you know, a big audience and for it to sell the building out. That's the you know, final frontier. Um, now it's kind of a catch-22 because um, because of how the... Look, the Evolution pay-per-view was not very encouraging on their front. All right. Um, so look, WWE's, you know, they, they've been hedging their bets, right? Um, Ever since, basically, well, I mean, they you know they did WrestleMania 35, and then they, the last women main evented pay per view, 
uh, well, there was TLC 2019, and then there was night one of WrestleMania 37. And that's it. Um, so they're hedging their bets. Um, and right now, to be honest, the state that the women's division is in right now, um, a pay-per-view main event seems like a long way off again. And, you know, that, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other episode or, or an episode of a different podcast entirely. But um, that's the, you know, that's the big hurdle to clear. So we will see if that happens, you know. But anyhow, um, that's it for this episode of Wrestling With Data. So as always, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. God bless you guys. And I will talk to you on my regular scheduled programming. <laughs> oh, and as always, you can always hear me on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast every week. So until then, God bless you guys. Take care. Till next time.